Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. The Cartmel Mayor Race, Joe Hogsett's Indianapolis. The speaker has been removed and Kentucky Jokes. I'm producer Jonathan, and this is your TK20. Last night, because I had to do some recording, I missed the debate between the, the, the two candidates. I, I heard a thousand people showed up. I'm, I'm overjoyed. I love seeing people uh, get, get involved. I think, I think that's great. This, I, I, I had not, you know, I saw the, the, the requisite kind of uh, statements from the candidates. Oh, I won. No, I won. You know, those kinds of things happen. But this is the statement I saw from Miles Nelson on Twitter. Tonight, I gave Sue Finkham the perfect chance in front of more than a thousand of our neighbors to join me once and for all in denouncing Moms for Liberty. She refused. Now, it was Moms for Liberty, the, the chapter in, in Carmel, that had utilized a, a quote from Hitler as a way of trying to put forth the idea that these people, the progressives, are, are really trying to control our children. They control the children. They control the future. That was what they were trying to do, as I, I, I said uh, then. Don't do this. Don't do this. This is the stuff that's wrong. The Holocaust is not a prop. It's not a prop. I understand what you're trying to say. This didn't work. This was a mistake. But Nelson spent his time on a debate stage saying that Sue Finkham should denounce Moms for Liberty... I don't denounce Moms for Liberty. I dare you, Miles Nelson, to tell this Jew why I'm wrong. Come at me. Call in. You want to come in? You want me to come to you? Why in the world do I have to denounce a group that is focused on ensuring that parents have rights, which you don't clearly believe in? The quote was wrong. I can say so and still recognize the value of the group. Let me ask you, are you about to denounce Jamal Bowman for referring to Republicans as Nazis? He pulls a fire alarm to ensure or try and delay a vote or eliminate a vote on a continuing resolution, possibly in the hopes that the country in default would be good political victory for the progressives. Pulls a fire alarm because he doesn't know how to exit a door. A door, by the way, that is normally closed. It isn't normally open. It says emergency exit. The signs were posted. The placards were there. By the way, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to tamper with a placard. Or is that only on an airplane? I don't know. I love how they use the word placard. Who uses placard anymore? He then sends out, because he's getting a lot of heat as Jamal Bowman, he then sends out through his office a missive, here, uh, Democrats, here how, here's how you can respond uh, to all of this, including a statement that says one proposed rebuttal Republicans need to instead focus their energy on the Nazi members of their party before anything else. Jamal Bowman calling Republicans Nazis because they noticed he's either A, a moron who doesn't know how to work a door, or B, he did it on purpose, and I'm voting for B, he did it on purpose. 
Where's Miles Nelson to denounce Jamal Bowman for referring to Republicans as Nazis? I'm doing it. And I said it was wrong, wrong for Moms for Liberty to use that quote. Just like I said it was wrong for a former Philadelphia Eagles uh, wide receiver, whose name eludes me right now, to put up uh, fake quotes about Hitler and to show support for Louis Farrakhan, that Jew-hating bigot. Just like it's wrong for Ilhan Omar, representative from Minnesota, to be such an anti-Semite. Just like it's wrong for Representative Rashida Tlaib to be such an anti-Semite. Just like it's wrong for Congressman Andre Carson of the 7th District representing Indianapolis to support and befriend Louis Farrakhan. I'll stand with Moms for Liberty. I, you want to debate me, Miles, on this subject? This is the subject for Carmel? Moms for Liberty? My opponent feels she needs the support of Moms for Liberty to win this election. This is what you made the debate about in front of a thousand people? You child. How do we deal with debt? How do we deal with growth? How do we want to manage growth in Carmel for the next 50 years? Life without Jim Brainerd is going to mean you don't have somebody who has this Machiavellian vision of their utopia. Although it's very pretty in Carmel, and he's done a very, very good job on that, and you can't find people who really knock him too hard. It took Sue Finkham five days to denounce the quote. Wait, if, if she denounced the quote, why are you asking her to do it again on the stage? Because you don't have a vision, Miles. Because you don't have a plan, Miles. Because you don't have a theory or philosophy, Miles. You're doing what Joe Hogsett's doing in Indianapolis. Why should you have a plan? Why should you have a vision? Why should you have an idea for Hoosiers going forward? Just destroy your enemy, utilizing things that have nothing to do with what it is the people need. My God, you fear-mongering freak. What a jerk. Not because you don't like your opponent, not because you don't, not because you want to win, but because you hate the people of Carmel so much that you won't talk about their needs. Any candidate who won't talk about your needs isn't worth voting for. If Joe Hogsett won't talk about the violence in Indianapolis, but is talking about Trump and abortion, he's telling you he hates you. He thinks he can play you. He thinks you're a damn fool. And Miles Nelson, Carmel, thinks you're a damn fool. They're the same guy. Joe Hogsett and Miles Nelson are the same guy. Wow. Man, now I'm glad I didn't go. I'm glad I didn't go to the debate. How how could you have stuck around for that? Who stuck? Just stand up and go, done and out. Let's go get a burger, everybody. This is the best Miles Nelson could do. Miles, you, you are cheap. Watching the Colts against the Rams yesterday, the Colts losing in overtime, 29 to 23, and there's a whole conversation there about why this team can't start strong. I mean, there's a a question. Tony Katz, good to be with you, 93 WIBC, good morning. Uh, I saw for the first time the ads that Hogsett runs against Jefferson Shreve and the uh, ads that Jefferson Shreve runs against Joe Hogsett. I argue uh, that they're both uh, rather effective in showing that the other guy isn't really on top of things. 
And I say this telling you that you can't have Joe Hogsett as your mayor. You're out of your mind. And I know that there are people on the political right who are unhappy with Jefferson Shreve for this gun plan. Let me be clear. Jefferson Shreve was wrong. His team, including Mark Lubbers, are wrong. I'll debate them anywhere, anytime. I will take them on in the beaches. I will take them on in the streets. I'm sorry I don't properly and perfectly quote Churchill, but they're wrong and they don't know how to engage with an electorate. They're wrong. Wake them up and tell them I said they're wrong. Anywhere they want to debate, I'm down. He was wrong to put forward a plan. And this, uh, what did he think? Well, I got to really reach the Indianapolis voter. No one is safe in Indianapolis. The city is nothing but dangerous. There's this polling uh, that was done uh, by uh, Indy Politics, uh, Abdul Hakim Shabazz's outfit. 400 likely voters, margin of error of 4.9. That's uh, what, what do I do with that? What do I do with that? Uh, Abdul might disagree with me, but I have the same rules for polling all the way across the board. It's not enough people. It's too high of a margin of error. It shows Hogsett with a 10-point lead, 47 to 37 um, over Shreve, but with 16% of voters undecided. 16% can sway an election. Maybe that's factual. Maybe it's not. The district is so highly Democratic. Of course, you've got a harder time when you're a Republican. But this is predicated on the idea that Democrats in Indianapolis are somehow just automatons who will be led to do whatever it is the Democratic Party tells them. Well, the Democratic Party believes this because the Democratic Party wants you to believe that the election for mayor in Indianapolis is about abortion and Trump. And it's not about abortion and Trump. It's about whether or not your kids can walk down the street safely without getting killed. It's about whether or not we have a vision for the city. This is what it's about. It isn't about abortion. Joe Hogsett can do nothing about abortion. Neither can Jefferson Shreve. This isn't about Trump. Trump has no relationship to what's going on in Indianapolis. Indianapolis has been failing for years because of Joe Hogsett's leadership. It has been less and less safe because of Joe Hogsett's leadership. These are the facts. Why would you give that man a third term? He let the city burn. He let your city burn. And if we want to start breaking it down even further... Because people get afraid of this conversation because they always think you're talking racial. Let's talk racial. Hey, Black Hoosiers in Marion County. Joe Hogsett let Antifa burn down Indianapolis and left Black Hoosiers for the blame. Oh, it was all about George Floyd. It was all about Black Lives Matter. How many times did we see these Antifa groups do the damage because they want to burn things down? There is video out there of people associated with Black Lives Matter saying, stop doing this. You're making us look bad. Now, the truth is they never should have been associated with Black Lives Matter. That's a grift. That's not the point. Joe Hogsett 
decided it was okay if Indiana blamed black Hoosiers as opposed to standing strong, keeping the streets safe, and putting police out there in force to get things stopped. Maybe calling in the National Guard. He won't even tell you where he was. He makes statements of, well, it's on the record. It's not on the record. That guy doesn't give a damn what you think. He thinks you're going to vote for him because of the D after his name. He thinks you're a sucker. I don't think you're a sucker. I think you should make your own decisions. And if people don't live up to what it is you want, vote them out and try somebody else. Jefferson Shreve ain't perfect. He screwed up a fair amount of this campaign. I'd tell him nose to nose, I don't give a damn. His staff, when Jim Merritt was running for mayor four years ago, that campaign was so bad, in the studios of WIBC on the fourth floor, I told him in front of his staff, his staff was so bad, the campaign was so bad, I would take his campaign manager to the roof and throw them off the building. That's how bad they were. Well, metaphorically. The staff looked at me like I was telling a joke. It was no joke. This has been not a well-run campaign. Jefferson Shreve can run gangbusters against Abdul, but he can't figure out how to do it against Hogsett? The whole thing makes no sense. Which I blame on his team, a team of uh, probably pseudo-intellectual establishment Republicans who have forgotten how to fight. Because, you know, they just want to get invited to parties. Not worrying about being invited to parties is Doug Carter, the superintendent of the Indiana State Police. It's the popcorn moment. Let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe, then grab your popcorn, because there is more. Well, he did an interview, did Doug Carter, with Jenny Driesler over at Fox 59. And Jenny, bravo, went to town, he did, discussing the problems in Indianapolis, specifically related to a story about a name of Luis uh, Gonzalez. This man, who uh, faces three counts of resisting law enforcement, resulting in death, a level three felony. High-speed car crash. He wouldn't stop for police. It was a traffic stop. The police stopped the chase. He kept driving, kills three people. He got released on a $1,000 cash bond. This is Joe Hogsett's Indianapolis. Don't tell me about anything else. Don't tell me what Tony the Law says. Well, this says Joe Hogsett isn't complaining about it. He isn't screaming about it if it was out of his control. He lets this happen. He has a prosecutor who doesn't prosecute. Hoosiers. This is Joe Hogsett's Indianapolis, a lawless place where the criminals, the murderers, simply walk after somebody writes a check for $1,000. Well, Doug Carter, the uh, Indiana State Police Superintendent, he does an interview, and he's had enough. Damn it, this is not okay. And I am, I am, I am just so tired and so sick of it. 
Tonight, in an exclusive interview with Fox 59, the head of Indiana State Police is calling for a complete review of the judicial system. Luis Leba Gonzalez is expected to be released soon on a $1,000 bond. The 19-year-old is accused of killing three people in a high-speed crash after a police chase this week in Indianapolis. Fox 59's Jenny Tracer spoke exclusively with the superintendent about the message he says this case sends. This happens to this guy that killed three people? This system is broken. It's badly, badly broken. The head of Indiana State Police, Superintendent Doug Carter, not mincing words in a scathing sit-down interview with me Friday afternoon. Superintendent Carter calling out the Marion County judicial system after 19-year-old Luis Leba Gonzalez is set to bond out of jail after killing three people in a crash Tuesday. When is enough enough? At what point are we going to say stop? Shake up the Etch-A-Sketch. We've got to clear the slate. This isn't working. That's just some of what he had to say. Marion County, this isn't working. You have an election in a month. Jefferson Shreve's your option. You have to try something different. Something better than this. Something better than murderers getting off on a $1,000 bond. Something better than a mayor who says nothing and wouldn't know how to say anything if it wasn't written on a cue card. You deserve better. So give yourself the opportunity for better. Give yourself a shot at better. Election day is in November. Don't give Joe Hogshead a third term. By the way, uh, full disclosure, I get no money from the Shreve team. I zero, zero. Jefferson Shreve's been on the show once. I've invited Joe Hogshead on the show numerous times. Forget it now. But wait, no, if he wants to come on, oh, we'll talk. I shouldn't say forget it. I should be the guy who has the open door. Happy to talk, Mayor Hogshead. I told you, I said earlier, I think I'm a little salty today. Luckily, you're all going to get me out of it because you have brought me some good Kentucky jokes. I don't know if I have uh, uh, any uh, Kentucky joke uh, theme music. Uh, The the best I can do uh, right now, I think, is this. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I've got. I asked for jokes about Kentucky, and, uh, and, and, and I got them. This is Rodney. Kentuckians were throwing hand grenades over the Ohio River. Hoosiers pulled the pins and threw them back. That's a Kentucky joke. That's a Kentucky joke. By the way, how are our syndication efforts going in Kentucky, Producer Jonathan? Can you give me an update how we're doing with the syndication in Kentucky? Uh, they haven't responded back yet. So ah, no, no response yet. This is from Bill. Uh, why do all of the trees in Indiana lean to the south? Why do all the trees in Indiana lean to the south? Because Kentucky sucks and Michigan blows. You see? See, see what they did there? That's why the trees lean to the Lean to the south. And then I got a series of emails and texts uh, about this one. Uh, How do you know the toothbrush was invented in Kentucky? Um, uh, If it were invented anywhere else, it would be called the teeth brush. 
That's a that's a Kentucky joke right there. That's a joke about uh, Kentucky. That is that is not nice. None of these jokes are nice at all. Although the grenade one is kind of kind of clever. Is kind of clever. The popcorn moment. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, you guys put me in a better mood. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's a story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn because there is more. Yes, Kevin McCarthy has been removed as speaker. The chair has been vacated. Eight Republicans voting with all the Democrats to remove McCarthy. Just so we're clear, Republicans did not remove Kevin McCarthy. Democrats did, along with Matt Gates. Does anybody want to debate this with me? Ken Buck of Colorado wants to, wants to debate, well, that's not really what happened. Yes, it is, and Ken's wrong. Congressman Buck is wrong. I should really be respectful of the title. But I'll get into it. Instead, I want to share with you, uh, speaking of Kentucky, Representative Thomas Massey, who gave his thoughts before the vote. Mr. Speaker, as the only still serving co-author and co-sponsor of the motion to vacate Speaker Boehner, I can tell you this motion to vacate is a terrible idea. As the only member who's serving here who took every chance to vote against Speaker Boehner and to vote against Speaker Ryan, I can tell you that this chamber has, run, has been run better, more conservatively, and more transparently under Mr. McCarthy than any other speaker that I have served under. As a member of the Rules Committee, one, one, of, three, one of three conservatives who were placed there out of trust, the Speaker gave us a blocking position by putting three of us on there to keep an eye on the Rules Committee to make sure the process was fair and even. I can tell you it's been fair and even. None of us are voting against the Speaker today. Regular order is at odds with predetermined outcomes. Yet the Speaker is, is being accused of not holding to regular order and predetermined outcomes at the same time. It is not possible. You cannot be for both at the same time. I was a party to the January agreement, and I can tell you that there were promises in there, but, but there was never a promise for an outcome. There was never a promise that you could force Joe Biden to sign something. There was only the promise that we would try, and try we have. We have tried in the Rules Committee. We have tried on the floor. We've been trying this since the summer. And there's enough blame to go around for why we don't have 12 bills. But part of it was a relitigation of the debt limit deal. By the way, there was no promise on the debt limit deal. No conditions on that in January. Zero whatsoever. I was in the room for that. So the 12 bills were delayed over what? $100 billion. That's a lot of money. But it's nothing compared to the $2 trillion that I came here to object to when Speaker Pelosi and President Trump pushed that bill through. We've had over 500 amendments. Listen, this is a, this is a referendum on this institution. We have tried regular order. Speaker McCarthy has tried regular order. If regular order fails today, if you vacate the Speaker, nobody is going to try it again. time has expired. This institution will fail. Please do not vacate the Speaker. They vacated the Speaker. Thomas Massey's not a conservative. Jim Jordan gave a speech saying, don't do this, not a conservative. Let me uh, start with a baseline that I'll get into in a little bit. Anybody who thinks that keeping Kevin McCarthy proves you're not a conservative is an unserious person. 
I hope you enjoyed this week's TK20. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. I'm producer Jonathan, and we'll be back again next week with another episode.